podcast land and welcome back to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word today we will turn to the psalms psalms 78 verses 70 and 71 and i believe it's the new international version that reads he chose his servant david and took him from the sheepfolds. From tending the nursing ewes, he brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob of Israel, his inheritance. Isn't this a wonderful scripture? David is essentially acknowledging his calling, his calling as shepherd to the people of Israel. What I want us to notice is that David, in David recognizing his ultimate calling, He still doesn't diminish how God chose to lead him to that ultimate destination. He understood that while he was a shepherd, um, actually keeping sheep, God was grooming him for leadership in the role as king or shepherd over Israel. This we can really summarize as to not trivializing the small beginnings. When we look at people whom we consider great, did they all start out the gate great? Even Jesus, even though he was born, right, and we knew of his um, foretelling of him being the Messiah, you know, there's a whole stretch of his life where we really don't know a whole lot about him, right? He was just a, I would say, normal kid, but obviously what he went through in his childhood was not um, significant enough to be put in the scriptures. He was a little boy. He grew up, probably played with frogs and toads and and whatnot. But then when it was time, God elevated him. Okay, now it's time for you to be about my business and to start the ministry for people to know you as Messiah. People don't start out the gate great. When you read their autobiographies or their biographies, you see, you know, that they have fits and starts. Um, but the one thing that we that we see in people who we consider to be great, as I use that, that term, is that they never gave up. They kept their focus on what it was they were supposed to be doing. If they had a goal, they kept it ever before them. And we can even look at Jesus. After his baptism that launched him into his ministry, he was always about his father's business. And people who are um, goal-oriented and and who get to the position that they want, they keep that goal in front of them. Now, David probably didn't have a mindset of being king, right? The scriptures really don't give us an indication that he did. But what we see in the scripture is that David was determined to do the best job that he could with the task at hand. And that task was being a shepherd. He took his role seriously, and he used that time not not only to cultivate his hunting skills and, you know, protecting his flock, he used that time to draw closer to the Lord. Yeah, you see, that's the key. No matter what you're being called to do, or the task that you find yourself doing, or the role that you may be in, the key is to draw closer to the Lord. Looking back at our scripture today, I want us to draw strength or encouragement 
from what David is saying. What he has expressed is that things will not always be this way. Things change as we trust in God and allow him to, um, to in our current season, to develop us. One day he will elevate us to the ultimate position or life purpose that he has for us. I know I've said this before, but God has a purpose for each and every one of us, for you. No matter if you're age two or 102, if you are living, that means that there is still more that he wants you to do. (laughs) Not just sit and watch TV or Netflix all day. (laughs) I think often we get so caught up, though, in the right now, especially as caregivers. There's always things to be done. And frankly, who can blame us? Because there's always something to be done. Life throws so much stuff at you. I know if I were to ask you to raise your hands, how many of us, you know, we we get up in the day, we kind of have a task of things that we want to accomplish, and then life just starts happening. You get a phone call about this, about that. Um, The power goes out. Um, Like what happened to me um, prior to Mama passing away, I had a water main break just water running down the street that you have to react to so life happens so it's easy for us to get caught up in the right now but what I believe the scripture is asking us to do I believe the scripture is asking us to do two things one is to learn how to be content with the right now and two is to trust God so let's tackle the first one being content what does that mean to you. Initially for me, I thought it meant that if I was content with the way things are right now, that means that I did not want change or I did not, I could not aspire for anything else. But that's not what it means. And so it was a difficult concept for me to grasp. And sometimes it still is because you see, I think big and I have big dreams. I have a vision board, a five-year vision board that I look at every morning when I come up here in my workspace to do the podcast and to do my schoolwork, to keep my goals before me. My close friends, they say things like, I'm a big thinker or I'm very strategic. I am. I'm constantly thinking about what can or what will happen next two, three years from now, even where I want to be when I'm 75 years old. And with that focus, sometimes I don't appreciate where I am right now. I'm learning that being content doesn't mean that I can't aspire for more or greater. It just means from a biblical perspective that I enjoy today because I'm trusting God for my tomorrow. Doesn't mean that I can't plan, but that I can't fully place my focus on tomorrow because then I lose the joy of today. Because the Bible tells us tomorrow isn't promised to us, but today is the day that the Lord has made. And what comes after that? And I will rejoice and be glad in it. So we have to learn how to be content with where we are. Even if we may think it is a bad situation, We have to turn it over to God and ask him to reveal to us what he's working in us, through us, how we can look at the situation differently. There are no, there there can be bad situations. I don't want to say that. 
but our perspective should always be on God, which brings us to the second thing, trusting God. Being content, we surrender to God because he has our future. Trusting him that he knows what is best and has a good plan for us. Isn't that what his word says? I tell you the truth sometimes. I feel um, like David in numerous psalms where he would cry out to God, How much longer will you ignore me? My enemies are ever before me. I mean, we all have those days. And there will be many more to come. But just as David did, we must do. Which is to refocus and then remember the God that we serve. It's all right to cry out. It's all right to get frustrated in where you are right now, wanting things to hurry up and change. But then we always go back to God and trusting him for his timing. He will never leave us or forsake us. It's his timing and he will answer us because he does have a good plan for us. As we take a note from our brother David, I want you to look at where you are and reflect on how God got you there. So you're going to need some quiet time. Can you see God's hand moving in your life? How he used compounding experience. Remember that coin, that phrase that I coined last episode (laughs) to shape you into the person that you are now. And look at where you are now. How is God developing you? If you're a caregiver, what fruit of the spirit do you now lean into that you didn't prior to caregiving? That's deep, right? (laughs) Are you the same person you were prior to caregiving or have you changed? Have you changed for the better? I pray so. Today I charge you to write your own Psalm 38, verse 30 through, I mean verse 70 through 71. And then give thanks to God who truly loves you. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being a God who uses everything in our lives to develop us into the person that you've destined us to be. Thank you for existing outside of time. Thank you for understanding the frustrations that we can often face in the day-to-day. Thank you for being the God who is the lifter of our heads to get our focus off of the day-to-day and refocused on you, allowing you to take care of our tomorrow. There are numerous things that we have to do. And so we thank you, Lord, that you are with us. I ask that all of the wonderful listeners of this podcast draw near to you this day as they write their own Psalm 38 in their heart that they can look back and see how you have molded and shaped them to the people that they are today. For the caregivers, Lord, help them to see that you are using caregiving as you did with me to develop the fruit of the Spirit in them. Help us to surrender to your will. Help us to be content with where we are and trusting you with our future. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. All right, my dear ones, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.